Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Brian, with my co-host, Ben Brandell, and today's episode is all about summer activities, in particular, things that you can go do outdoors in the summer with your family. If you go do it by yourself, that's great, but we really want you to spend time with your family and friends outdoors. Before we get into all the details and ideas and things that we love doing outdoors in the summer, we need to give thanks. The last three weeks, Brian and I have been running summer camps, and... We've reached so many kids. It's been such a blast. But in almost every talk, almost every day, we've always talked about food and water and the process of how we clean it, whether we cook it, we cook it, we cook our food, we boil our water. It really got to thinking like how blessed we are to have like healthy food, food that is clean. I'm not nervous that I'm going to eat something that isn't good or or could make me sick. Uh, there's just a lot of freedom in that, and I'm very grateful and thankful to have fresh, healthy, um, unpoisoned food. It is an easy thing to take for granted when it you is. don't have to work for it. You know, recently we had our, our friend Cody, who lives in Cambodia, mm-hmm. on the podcast, and um, just a few days ago, him and his wife and kids came over to my house for, for dinner, and we had a big salad with our meal, and I mean, they... They had a lot of salad. They were really going after it. And Chowing down. They were like, man, we have we have a salad with every meal almost when we're here in America. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Well, why is that? It's kind of a weird, you think they'd be like, oh man, we can't wait to get cheeseburgers and pizza. But I was right. like, why? They're like, well, we, it's so hard for us to have fresh food, fruit and vegetables mm. because in Cambodia, when we eat it, we get sick. It's like you, you almost get a parasite every time. And I'm like, wow, what? How fortunate are we that we don't ever have to even worry about that? And it, whether we spray it with bleach or whatever, or we have better protocols, I don't know. Yeah. But I can go to the store and buy a salad, and I never bat an eye or worry about parasites. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's it's as we talked about it with the kids of why do we need to clean our food? Why do we need to clean our water? It really did hit me of like how thankful and like you and I we stopped for lunch, and I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I just put that together. Never thought once of like ah. Uh, is this going to make me sick? You know, I mean, it's just, I take it for granted. You're right, but so thankful thankful. for, yeah, so thankful. Another thing, this is my thanks for today. Another thing that is so easy to take for granted is our health. Mm -hmm. Ben, I've been going through it, brother. You have. I've been praying hard, man. This is my first day in in one week. Today Mm -hmm. is the first day, and we're not all the way through it, that I haven't had a fever. Right. I've been battling it, and and thank goodness for for modern medication and keeping those fevers down just to stay comfortable. But I still don't have answers. I still don't know what's wrong with me. Still don't well, know. I, we've always known there's something wrong with you. <laughs> we've always known there is, but again, we still don't quite know we what it is. Figured, yeah, we there's a lot of things out. wrong with me, but this particular sickness we haven't yeah. quite nailed down yet. Yeah. Uh, but still trying to figure that out, and and but the Lord has provided healing, and I am. Not a hundred percent, but I am not as sick. Well, share like share what it was. I mean, tell about your muscles. Over the weekend, I couldn't. Getting up and going to the bathroom was difficult for me. My spine, neck, and head hurt so bad that just to get up in and go pee was was really really tough. Um, There were times I had a constant headache. Couldn't even get comfortable in my own bed. Mm -hmm. But there were times when 
this particular headache would it was almost like a pulse and it would last about 30 seconds when it hurt so bad that I couldn't open my eyes almost would I not almost I would I'd have to grab onto the wall to keep from falling over couldn't stand up straight because my I was in so much pain in my my back and my neck I couldn't even touch my chin to my chest and then no, the worries of meningitis it's not meningitis, meningitis. Right, it's not right, meningitis. Right. um just all these crazy things and then after the second day of waking up and feeling the same way it's just like what what is happening to me uh i didn't know i I really didn't know um another part of that i I became so thankful for was like i said it was hard for me i could not get comfortable in my own king-size bed in in my air-conditioned home so thankful i wasn't in a hut somewhere or or in a tent on a mountainside with no air conditioning with a mat and a sleeping bag like not to say I wouldn't have got through through that too, but it would have been ten times worse. It would right, have been ten times worse, and because you were absolutely uncomfortable in your own home, and how much more uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable it had been to be out, yeah, living in the wilderness. It was bad. You yeah. know, they they ask you. I went to the hospital, and they asked the the pain, your pain scale. What was the pain when you're experiencing this at the worst? And uh, for me, my worst pain ever was I broke my femur when I was a teenager, snapped it sideways. So that's that's my that's my 10 out of 10. That's my apex. And honestly, this headache was like an eight at times. It, it was just really, really taking me down. And I've never, I used to have migraines pretty frequently uh, as a teenager. And I haven't had them in a while, which is a blessing, but these were worse than that. They could be um, still, again, don't know what caused them, but haven't had one in a few days now. And uh, we're just going to keep moving forward and, and, and praying for healing. Yeah, definitely. Sitting here on the podcast, get to do a podcast with you, and I'm very thankful to do that today. I'm still very passionate about the outdoors. The one thing I missed the most when I was in bed and couldn't go out was being outdoors, playing with my kids. I love the weekends. I love spending time just around the house, out outdoors, outside, whether it's playing catch or catching fireflies, whatever it is, being outside with my kids and my family is it is my most enjoyable thing. I absolutely love it. And I want to share some of those ideas and some of those things that, that we have done growing up and that we do today with our kids, with all our listeners, and, and hopefully inspire and encourage them to go do the same. Yeah, let's get into it, Brian. What What is it that you think about when you hear the summer? Because I my birthday's in the summer, okay? So summer's always been like you get out of school and then it gets hot. And Ben's birthday comes, and then it's like school is right back in session again. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Summers just always felt fast to me um, growing up. And today, having my kid, having kids of my own, um, seeing that they have a summer break, I can kind of step back, and, and there's more things that I can provide and teach them to do through the summertime. But what are some? What are some things that you love to do? Well, for me, with summer, like. we did a whole episode about things to do outside in the winter. And that kind of like that followed a line of logic, like, Oh, it's winter. People don't really go outdoors. But when you think about summer, more people do spend time outdoors. But I also know a lot of people that are like, I oh, know I'm good. you know, here in the Ozarks, it's a hundred degrees in August, like 90% humidity. It's not very comfortable out there. Let's stay inside and watch the ball game. I mean, people spend a lot of time indoors in the summer because it can be uncomfortable, but even past being uncomfortable, it can be, unsafe as well so yeah ben and brian are always going to talk about the safety side because we love teaching outdoor things but we're always going to make sure that it is safe and that we're sharing things 
in a safe manner, but what is it that can really make it dangerous? I mean, obviously the heat. Yeah, what I mean, else? Yeah, dehydration from would be the number one thing because everyone talks about heat exhaustion, heat stroke. Heat stroke's going to kill you, but all that stems from not drinking enough water. If if you stay hydrated and well, if you stay hydrated, your body's going to be able to regulate its body temperature. It's going to help to stay cool. Um, if you are dehydrated, your body cannot sweat, and yeah, that ain't good. Well, we're coming off summer camps, mm-hmm. and in summer camps, when we're working with teenagers, we have to define everything. Right. So yep. hydration, what does that even mean? Yeah, drink water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because breaking some of this down, you as the adults or teacher – um, even though you've built the curriculum and you've talked through some of it, you don't think about all the things that the kids don't know or or um, haven't heard or maybe that you've not even processed about. And so, you know, for instance, we talk about cooking. We always ask that question about cereal. Is cereal cooked? And like half of the class is like, no, no, no. it's not cooked. So you have to kind of process through like, absolutely, it is. it's not raw wheat you're eating. But same way then with water, like we talked about, what is water? Where does it come from? How do we have drinking water? And then when you're drinking, what do you drink throughout the day? Which most people say they don't drink water. They're drinking coffee and milk and um, sodas and juices. And I'm like, but what? A rain energy drink. A rain energy drink. <laughs> Those guys bro, what's, camp. <laughs> what's in all of them? What's in them? You know, they're, I mean, they're based on water. Yeah. It, it all, we all have, but see, that isn't enough water for us, and we're adding in sugars and all that. So, honestly, we should be drinking several cups of water a day, several. It does depend on how how much you're sweating. It depends on the activity you're doing. But if you, well, let's say this. When you go to the bathroom, if your urine is, is somewhat clear, you know you're on the right track, and yeah. you need to keep drinking to, to keep it that way. So, over the years, just working and recreating in the outdoors, I mean, pretty much constantly my whole life. I uh-huh. I spent a lot of my summers, um, I'm glad I don't really have to do it as much anymore, but doing strenuous physical work um, on farms and, and do, doing habitat management. There were a lot of days where, uh, and I, I did, I had, uh, I had heat exhaustion one time, and I, that was worse than the flu. I mean, right. It was terrible. Yeah. It was a really terrible feeling. Well, get it. What are some symptoms? What did you have? Well, I was so tired. Right. I was so tired. I was actually cold. I couldn't get warm mm. and just totally lethargic, no appetite, uh, uh, nauseous. I was nauseous and I, I laid on the couch for a couple of days and really struggled, really, really struggled. And even the days following that, uh, after I recovered, uh, was really fatigued, very fatigued. Yeah. Let's say lightheaded as well. But, um, what about cramping? Did you any kind of muscle cramps at all? Yeah, anyway? really in my back. Yeah. yeah, really had some cramps in my back. But uh, you you know it. Like Whenever you are in the heat in the summer outdoors and you are drinking water and you feel like you're drinking a lot of water and you're still not peeing, you're still not using the bathroom, you're probably in danger. Yeah, like, you, you are. You're, you're in danger. You should be going to the bathroom. Well, and combined with two things. One, if you're an adult and you're drinking alcohol – that beverage is actually dehydrating you even more. And then two, kids, they're usually in the swimming pool, the ponds, the creeks, the lakes, and they think, oh, yeah. I'm good because I'm in the water. You don't. They don't it's, feel thirsty. Yeah, they don't feel yeah. thirsty. But however, that, that water that they're swimming in is actually pulling water from their body as well. It is dehydrating them too. So you have to be drinking. you got to be drinking water, and it's so important. 
you know, the local news last night was talking about we have a heat wave coming. Like, we're hitting temps of 100 and then the heat yeah. index and everything's going crazy. Yeah. And in that, they were interviewing this local mom. And I was like, oh, what's mom going to say? And she's like, yeah, I just feel like we just need to stay in the house and stay in the AC. And that was the only frustrate. I was just frustrated when I heard it because just because it gets super hot doesn't mean you still you can't go outdoors. Right. I mean, you so have to take care of yourself. The question is, how can we do it safely? Yes, and and it's to stay hydrated yeah. and to stay in the shade. If you wear, I Brian and I wear long sleeve mm-hmm. hooded shirts a lot. That's yeah. because I don't like wearing sunscreen. I don't, and I feel that it keeps me cooler because it is a little oversized. And when I sweat in it, as we get wind, it begins to cool me down. I I prefer that. I hate sunscreen yeah. on my the, body. These are shirts built for wearing in the heat and the sun. They're synthetic. they're thin layered mm-hmm. synthetic shirts. They're baggy. You don't wear anything underneath them, so there's a, a lot of airspace in between. Mm-hmm. And they have loose fit hoods that you can pull up over. Uh, we we suggest wearing hats as well. You should keep your protect your eyes and, yeah, and, and face as well. For yeah, sure. definitely and. But on the side of safety, um, you know, clothing, your shelter, that, that first line of shelter is your clothing, and you should be wearing that. And then third is is to make sure you're finding shade throughout the day. I mean, yeah. you can't literally stand in the sun all day long. So make sure that you're, whether it be an umbrella, whether it be a canopy, whether it be uh, a tarp that you hang up, you know, finding a tree, get yeah. in the shade, take some breaks, and uh, stay hydrated. Yeah, have have that awareness of what you need. Shade does move throughout the day. So if you're out there for an extended period of time, then move with the shade. Find new shade areas. Make sure that water is accessible. If people have to go get water, most of the time they're not going to go get it frequently enough. But if it is accessible and you're handing it out, then there's a lot better odds that people are going to be consuming. Most of the time they're not consuming enough, but they're going to be getting close to enough water and and you're going to be keeping everybody healthy. Um, alcohol and extreme temperatures definitely don't mix. I know you already mentioned that, Ben. Yeah. Um, sunburnt faster, poorer decisions. D- wouldn't suggest mixing those two things at all. But what we really want to get across with this podcast is there are a lot of things to do outdoors, even if it's 100 degrees. You can go out, you can be safe, and you can have fun. You can. I'm going to add this because I know we probably have some listeners that are going to be like, all right, Ben, you can drink too much water and die from that too. You are correct you can overhydrate. that's if you're drinking enough water to pee like every hour consistently so if you are drinking a lot of fluids like we're asking you to do then eat a cracker once in a while either eat something's got some salt in it that will help you out it won't flush out your salt and away you go so stay safe this summer all right ben so let's get into some of the things that you really can go out and do and have fun and be safe and this one Probably my favorite on the list. I don't know. It's, it's debatable. We're going to start with, with my favorite. I haven't got to do it yet this year okay. because of busy and, and sickness. You, however, have already been taking advantage of <laughs> the creek. You and your family have been several times. Yes. Um, and I, I was talking to you the other day, laying sick in bed, and I said, well, what are you doing? And you said, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> I said, are you fishing? He said, yeah, I'm in the creek. <laughs> you know, we've been a couple times now this year to the creek. Um, I named my son, I, I, his middle name is Creek, just because of growing up, really growing up every summer at the creek, loving the creek, loving what the creek means, loving what the creek does to the environment, loving what's in the creek, uh, the temperatures of the creek, it's all so much fun, um, but we have been able to go a couple of times, and so thankful that, and actually, we've been visiting a, a new part of the creek, um, a family friend had, had purchased some 
um, some land. And that land, um, the creek's running through that land, and he said, hey, anytime you want to go, you're free to go. And that is just so, it feels so good. You know, I, I know wisdom is great and having lots of money is great, but having connections and building those relationships and, and when those people extend what they have to you and to others, it feels so good. It, it just feels good because you're not, I'm not having to trespass <laughs> and which I wouldn't trespass anyway, but, and then I don't feel uncomfortable while I'm there of like, well, who's going to show up and say, Hey, you, you know. Yeah. So if you have Creek access, you yeah. can reach us at. Yeah. To be yes. outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, yeah, that's just been such a blessing to, to be able to do that because you can fish. You can stay cool by getting in the water while you fish. You can look for crawdads. You can roast hot dogs and s'mores. You can sleep in the shade next mm-hmm. to the running water. There's just so much to do at a creek, man. I well, can't. yeah, it's it's for the whole family. It like is. you, your little girl and and her friends, yes, five six year old mm-hmm. girls. They love going and and playing and. Th- they can collect flowers. I don't even know what they do there, but they love it. So, and so you're going to keep for, taking them. They look for certain rocks. You can take your dog. Looking for certain shells. They actually got over uh, on the opposite side of the water, and, and they were playing, and, and I heard kind of this commotion. I was like, what is taking place? And then one of them screamed, snake! <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not going to get that in a swimming pool, at your city swimming pool. Right. So. Uh, they, yeah, they, I was like, it's okay. Just come on this way. You're fine. And it stayed away from them. Never approached. It was just a Northern water snake. But again, they got to engage with wildlife. They, they fed the, the minnows. You know, they learned that when you put a little bit of bread in the water, those fish will come up. Um, I mean, they played with everything they found. It's, it was just fun watching them. And then my son and, and his buddy was there too. And, and they asked if I'd bring fishing rods for him. It's the first time that I actually got to watch my son like fish without me. Normally it's me teaching him and hey do this and hey do that. I stayed out of it. I let him just do his thing. And it was so fun to watch because he would get hung up in the trees, hung up in rocks. I was watching like how's he going to get it unhooked? You know, cuz usually dad does that. Dad grabs the rod and says, "I'll get it." He had to do it all by himself. He got intertwined with him and his buddy their lines got all wrapped up so they stood there in the water and unraveled them got them all undone just that's just, so good for them though it the, is, the problem it solving is. the critical yes. thinking that they have to utilize those parts of their brain that their their nature in the outdoors we we started talking about taking things for granted and nature in the outdoors pushes us to those places that we grow and we take that for granted. We don't even realize it's happening when we're out there. And it's so good for kids. I, I think from physical to mental health, kids spending time and doing activities outdoors, I don't think there is anything better. Right. I I don't either. You know, and, and kind of lastly on that note, like when we left and got home, we were tired. Like what yeah. a great way to take a shower, eat some supper and Go to bed. You a know, hot like shower and a hot meal like, after you, a day at the creek. You just, yeah, I mean, it, it, you feel exhausted, but it's good. It's a good kind of tired. Unless you get sunburned, then you need a cold shower. <laughs> that's, that's right. And so we talked about safety earlier, Brian. Make sure you're wearing sunscreen. <laughs> you got to wear your sunscreen. Don't get sunburned. But the creek is so great because, uh, one, it's accessible. And, and when we say creek, we're talking about small streams you can walk from one side to the other without having to swim across it i mean i don't really know how else to 
define a creek properly, how Merriam-Webster would do it. But Yeah, and I don't know the definition either. However, I would say that um, it has to do with clarity and possibly temperature. Um, you know, when we're up, up in the main heart of the creek, most of the creek's being fed by springs. And we're so, so spoiled here in the Ozarks, we too. Are, you know, and, and these springs are coming in. The water's so cold. There's been times that I've went to... That's what I wanted to say. What, what was so awesome about creeks in the summer is that the water's always cold. Well, it is. And that's where, as we got down towards the end of what I'm identifying as a creek, um, it, the water was warming up. It was starting to get warm. Matter of fact, there were some areas, I guess because it was in full sun, uh, the canopy wasn't over it. It was hotter than bath water. It was really uncomfortable, <laughs> so we, we moved on to another place. But um, I think for me also, it's the clarity of the water. I've never been to a creek that I couldn't see through. You see what I'm saying? Like rivers, they, they're always constantly changing in, in their water color. A creek is always crystal clear. It's always you can see what's living down there every time. And, and that's what's so neat about the creek is even when you're waiting, you can see every step you take. Um and while you're in the water, fish will actually come up and begin to feed off of your legs. It is just so much. I, I keep going, man. It's, it's amazing. It, yeah. Spending time. As, as Hopefully we can get our families together soon and, and I'll go spend some time down there. Um, that's probably my number one. That's probably my number one. But we have a, a long list of things and there's things we left off. So let's start moving through some more of them. You know, camping. Summer is not my favorite time of the year to go camping however i have really really good memories of camping in the summer (laughs) my wife she did not grow up camping when we were dating one of the (laughs) one of the first things that we actually did together was was go camping with a group of friends and it was (laughs) in the summer and it was hot it was real hot and it wasn't the greatest experience for her and so a couple years later, after we were married, uh, I decided, <laughs> let's try this camping thing again. So I got us a campsite. It was hot. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the summer. It was real hot. Yes. And she did not like it. And we, she hasn't been back. That's sad. She hasn't been back since. So maybe I, maybe I need to give her a proper camping experience, yeah, like you need in to. the spring or in the fall. Correct. When it's not 86 at nighttime, right? I like camping in the summer, but I've got to, I got to take some things different than I would in the in the spring and fall. I mean, when you're talking summertime camping, you got to have an RV, you got to have some kind of pop-up camper. You need to be rolling AC, like that's the way to do it in the mm-hmm. summer, okay? But if you are going to go out and use a tent, then you need a full covered tent. And what I mean by that is a full zip-up. It's got a net completely over you. Yeah. Um, and I'm telling you, I've done this before. You can actually buy battery-powered fans. I've got one. And I'm... I bought it on that second trip just for her. You know, well, and but it just, it completely transforms your night. What I mean, I have slept many nights, well, all the way through June, July, and August in a tent. And the hardest part is that staleness when there's no breeze coming through and, you know, your evenings are still hitting 70s, 75s, even sometimes 80s. It, that's just, it's so hot. So your option is is to get a wet shirt, fan it, cool it down, and then lay it on you till you can go to sleep. Or if you get you just a little battery fan, just enough of that little tiny, I mean, it is just, it's like me going, right. that's it. But it's <laughs> enough to help you 
to kind of cool down to where you can fall asleep because without it, man, it's miserable. Yeah, they've got some of those battery fans now that, that are rechargeable. Like you could recharge them if you're, if oh, you're yeah. car camping, you're close to your vehicle, you can recharge them off of your vehicle. Um, they didn't have those at the time that I bought mine. I think mine runs off of uh, D cells. Oh, it's a it's off, a big fan. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's it's like the size of a laptop computer. Oh, okay, it folds yep. down and, and pops up like that. Uh, but it was yeah, it was just so hot. Um, it wasn't a good time. So if you are gonna go camping in the summer, bugs are an issue. Yeah, so make sure bad. that you if you're gonna tent camp, make sure that your tent is zipped up. I don't suggest. Hammock camping in the summer. I don't suggest doing our survival tarp shelters in the summer. Campers are a great way to go. You su- you may say, well, you don't have a camper. A few years ago, I stumbled onto something, and I will absolutely recommend it to people. Right. Um, it's called Outdoorsy, and we have no affiliate link, no sponsor, no nothing. Just I've used it before, and it worked out great. But people who own RVs or Campers can list them on their to rent, just almost like an Airbnb. And so wherever you're going, you can search by location and what campground you want to go to. You take care of securing your campsite. You can rent their camper, and then you can even pay them to tow it, set it up for you at your campsite. You just show up camping it and then leave, and they come and get it. It's awesome. That's nice. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. I did it uh, for my brother-in-law's bachelor party. I was like, you know what? Let's all go camping. Let's go to the lake, have a good time. I literally showed up. The guy was setting up the camper. We stayed in the camper, took good care of it. When we were done, we cleaned it, we left, and I never saw the camper again. It was awesome. It was really awesome. So if you're looking to do something like that, you just want to camp once or twice but don't want to actually own a camper, go to Outdoorsy and, and check out what is available near you. Does it come with a stock fridge? No, you got to stock your oh, fridge. Oh, man. That would have been nice to have everything ready to go when you got there. Well, let's see if you're like me. You don't bring food. You just catch it. <laughs> yeah, I've been on you with trips before where we relied on catching food. We were a little hungry. It sounds good in your head until you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. No, that is, that's a really smart option to do. and Because, uh, I mean, campers, what? You buy one, thousands and thousands of dollars, and you use it twice in a year, like – Buy it and put it on Outdoorsy if you're going to, and yeah. then use it. Um, or use Outdoorsy. Or find somebody to let you borrow it. That'd be even better. But to be able to go out in the summer and and have air conditioning to just step into, one, you're going to get mm-hmm. a great night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, just the safety aspect of it. If, if it is 95 and somebody's getting too hot or sunburned, to be able to go in that air conditioning and get body temperatures down. If you have young kids, you know, you know I have a son that's two, and... He's still going to have to have his nap to be able to go in the air conditioning to make sure your kids can get their nap and then come back out and still be enjoyable for the whole family. Because if you have toddlers and they miss their naps, you know it ruins it for the whole family. It so can. you can still go and enjoy outdoors. There are there are options out there for or camping. This trip, Ben, brought up another memory because I said that I didn't bring food, and that's a lie. I did I did bring food, but I did catch one of my meals, and it was kind of a strange thing but really awesome and it brings up another one of my favorite summer activities and we do have planned to do a full episode on this but i love to go grab crawdads in the summer at campgrounds at night you can walk around with a flashlight and you can just shine that flashlight and these big crawdads will come up in the shallows and you may have to get 
in your up to your knees in the water or a little shallower, and you can just grab these things. And if you get enough, fill up your bucket. I mean, you can have a crawdad boil doing it this way. Right by our campsite on this particular trip that we rented this camper, there was a dead trout in the water. Now, keep in mind, there are, <laughs> there aren't trout in this lake. <laughs> there are some trout streams that are stopped by dams that flow into this lake. And so I guess this trout somehow got into this lake. There was a dead trout right up on the shoreline. And there were so many big crawdads coming to this thing from every direction. In 10 minutes, I picked an entire three-gallon bucket full of eatable-sized crawdads. Wow. That's 20 huge. feet from my campsite. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. It usually takes me hours and hours and hours and help of two or three people to get this done. I brought it up to these fellas, and they were like, where? They thought I was like a magician or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and... Uh... You just maybe the secret is trout. Maybe you need to start using trout as bait. Maybe more so. Often. I've always used beef liver before, but maybe I've been missing out on the trout secret. You know, some some people may be saying, "Well, Ben, Brian, like, toughen up. Whenever you're gonna go out, you don't need AC. You don't need these fans. All of that." I'm here to say that if if you have not been going out camping consistently each night, if you have not been helping and, and teaching your body to acclimate to the conditions. If you're going from your normal sleeping patterns in the summer at your home where you've got it, whatever temp in your house, and you go, you know what, I'm going to go out tonight and camp in the heat of the summer. Please be careful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I get it. I have slept many nights in the summertime. And it's not even necessarily a need. It's if, if you're going to go out and, and be in the outdoors you want to enjoy it yeah you do and and so if you're not acclimated then i understand there's some extreme people that camp the whole summer and enjoy it and it doesn't bother them but if you're not acclimated to it why go out and suffer when there's other options yeah i mean exactly so there are options out there whether you want to buy rent or borrow and and find them go absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely but outside of actually going on trips, there's so many things you can just do in your backyard or your front yard just right the there day. in your house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you may have to get creative sometimes, but have you ever done a homemade slip and slide? Yes. Dude. Yes, I have. Legit. It, it is. You do have to have a decent hill for me. And I say decent. Where nose arcs are hard to find. Yes. But let me finish what I was going to say here, though. You, you have to have a decent hill, but you have to be careful what's at the bottom of that hill. Because there ain't nothing stopping you. <laughs> this, sound, this sounds like you learned from experience. You know, when growing up, me and my sister, we made some slip. It was just Dawn soap. Dawn soap and water. I've made them on a hill just mud. Well, just mud and water yeah, without even putting any plastic down. What happens is when you use it long enough, you do create that, that mud slide after your homemade slip oh, and slide. Oh, where the plastic stops. Yeah, so the plastic stops you keep going. You end up wearing it out enough. You'll have your... How did y'all make yours? I don't. We just had a plastic sheet. I don't even know what. Yeah. I we had an actual slip and slide at one point. I remember it was it was a yellow yellow material and it had like a sprinkler attached to it, but it broke. I remember like they don't last very long. And so we I combined that with like it was either a maybe it was a blue tarp. I took a blue tarp and that and put them together to kind of lengthen it. Um, as we'd get plastic, I just kept adding them together, and it didn't always stay together. Like. It came apart. It's homemade. It's homemade, but it's so much fun. It's fun to get creative like yeah. that, though, and, and just have fun. And if your kids are asking and wanting to do that, encourage them, and better yet, go do it with them. Say, hey, I've got this old 
clear plastic in the garage. Would you guys want to make a little slip and slide out of this or take them down to the hardware store and, and buy a big sheet of plastic? It's, mm-hmm. it's cheap and sacrifice a, a part of your lawn and, and let them have a slip and slide for the day. Disclaimer, walk barefoot in the zone that you're going to set your, your slide up. Walk barefoot. And if there's any rocks that you step on, remove them. <laughs> That's just a disclaimer because it hurts bad. And they call those booty traps. <laughs> it hurts bad. <laughs> so get the Watch rocks out, out of there. Watch out for the rocks for mm-hmm. sure. Homemade slip and slides are fun. You know, something we do here at my house, and it doesn't take much money, and it is definitely not glamorous, but we just get the little, the cheap little blue plastic pools, and yes. we will literally fill that thing up and chase the shade with it. Mm-hmm. My boys will run and jump and put things they shouldn't be putting in there and jump in in their clothes. I mean, just a little blue plastic pool. You can have so much fun with one of those things. If it breaks and wears out, and you have to get another one next summer. Who cares? But yes. the little blue plastic pools are so much fun. And don't don't worry about what people think of you if you have one in your Well, house. yeah, who cares what they think? Guess where I found I found a, a blue swimming pool, a little tiny one, and it wasn't at Walmart. Guess where it was at, Brian? Little blue tiny swimming pool. Mm-hmm. I found them. I didn't know they'd be here. Dollar General. You got it right. <laughs> Dollar General, DG. <laughs> they got it all. They got it all, so you can get it real cheap. You know something that my – this was actually a pleasant surprise because didn't, I didn't start this out to be fun, but the other day I was like, man, my truck – my truck – gets really dirty it's a white truck i've got big wheels on it and it's just always dirty all Mm -hmm. the time and Mm -hmm. i was like the car wash i take it there i pay 15 dollars. i drive out and i'm like it didn't even clean my truck so i was like you know what i'm gonna clean it at the house it's a nice hot day just me and the boys we can have fun i was like hey you boys want to clean my truck dude you would have thought you would have thought i've said let's go get ice cream. I mean, they were like, yeah, yeah, really? let's go clean your truck. <laughs> so I filled up a bucket, tons of sudsy soap in it, left the hose there, got a sponge for everybody. They made like two swipes on my truck and then they went to throwing soap and slinging water <laughs> and tossing sponges and mm-hmm. making Santa beards out of the soap. Belly laughing the whole time. They had so much fun. They'd come over and wash a wheel every once in a while, but just playing together with the soap and the water and maybe I, I think I left them in their clothes too. There's something about kids being allowed to get wet in their clothes before that's put their bathing suits on. That's like true, yeah. just that kind of freedom or that rebellion that you give them. Yeah. I mean, they loved it. They loved it so much that they get their little plastic power wheels truck out now and try to recreate that day with their plastic power wheels <laughs> really? with buckets with no water in wow. it. Wow. But That's we have fun forever. with it. We we turn the, you can fill the sponges up and you just toss them at each other. And they have so much fun doing that because as you catch them, it splashes in your face. And it's just little stuff. Like if, if you went and got two five-gallon buckets and filled them full of soapy water and put sponges in them and let your kids toss them around the yard and jumped in and tossed them with them, like it, it would almost, for 10 bucks, you were having the most belly laughing good time yeah. outdoors and making memories with your children. Do you remember the days when you had to fill up a water balloon, one balloon at a time? Do you remember that? I don't remember them very good because I didn't have the patience to do it. Oh man, I did. I would, you'd buy the bag and you'd fill them up 
And then by the time they were done filled up, you were kind of like, I really don't want to go bust all these because well, I, I had put a lot of friends that work them in faster there. than you could fill them well, up. Well, that's so you right. You never even got to have fun. Now today, you can buy water balloons that like you can fill up twenty to thirty in like forty-five seconds. You don't even have to tie them. No, no, I just said fill them up. Yeah. <laughs> you know there are some brands out there, um, but that is another whew, water balloon fights. Love doing that. Matter of fact, we just did that with my son's baseball team. It was the end of the season. And we got together and had a, we, I think I I used that brand where they all you do is hook it to the faucet, you hold it up high, and as the water fills the balloon, the weight of that slides off. And I always, I just used a five-gallon bucket, put them in a five. We yeah. had They've got over, like a rubber band that yeah. stays on there so you right. don't have to tie it. Yeah, and I think we had over a 1,000 balloons and only took us like, I don't know, six, seven minutes to do all that. Yeah. It's, just, it's just so different. We have more today than we ever have and i'm so thankful for that but that is another fun thing to do with your kids is is play with the water balloons the sprinklers um they have so many so many toys out there now that you can do that kind of fun stuff with in the outdoors talking about your boys my kids something that the summertime reminds me of is in june and july you start seeing the lights in the sky of an evening and my daughter, she's uh, last year. She kind of paid attention to it, but something unique about this year, maybe it's because she's five and and she's learning. She wants to go catch lightning bugs, and well, I mean, what what better thing to do of an evening than to go do just that and fill up a full jar? That's something that we love to do in the summertime. You know, I have great memories as a child of. I would actually make them habitats in the jar. Which, really? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I believe surprise, it. Yeah, surprise, yeah. You know, I'd Mr. make them Biology. habitats in the jar, uh-huh. and I would catch them. But I, I would like, I'd put them in my room, and as I was going to bed, to to watch them flicker and light up my room was was really cool. I saw it was actually I think it was USA Today. It was a national news source, and a couple of national news sources carried this. But apparently, there is something going wrong or a habitat thing or something with lightning bugs that there's not as many as there used to be. Thankfully, where we're at, I mean, I look out my back window of the night and I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, hundreds, not thousands. Yeah, Yeah. it's insane how many there are out there. Uh, So thankfully, we haven't witnessed that here, but according to some huge news outlets, there's an issue with with lightning bugs right now in, in the United States, and they're saying that it's going to get worse and that they may even become completely extinct. Wow, I yeah. didn't hear. I guess I will no longer let my daughter smash them and use them as rings. Well, they are, rings. <laughs> they're they're insects and they only have, you know, short lifespans of a few days, so I wouldn't really worry about saving them. <laughs> okay, good. Cuz we You're love good. to make wedding rings out of the lit hind end. Yeah, uh my f- I, confession, my number one activity with lightning bugs when I was a kid was who could smash the most on their wiffle ball bat. I oh. loved baseball. At night, we would yep. take our wiffle ball bats and we would hit them. I mean, you could hit them far. You could hit these things and it, it was cool. When you hit them, even if they weren't lit up, they would light up and you'd see they're flying through the air. So right. as right. a child, that's what I did with lightning. So bugs. maybe we've learned why they're... And then I made a habitat jar and took some... <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Brought them back. No, that, it is fun. It is fun. It's That's it's, low-hanging fruit on the outdoor is. activities. Yeah. Because it's nighttime, and that, and that's something I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. Let your kids stay up an extra hour in the summer. 
if you can, if it suits your family, let them stay up because once you get, once the sun goes down, it is going to cool off. The one issue with nighttime comes bugs, but there are things you can do. You can get a thermocell and have right. a thermocell around. Right. Bonfires Sprays. are yeah. still a really fun thing to do in the summer. It is cool enough. You can light a small bonfire and sit around and, and do your hot you dogs can. and s'mores yeah. and tell stories, and the bonfire will help keep some of the bugs away. So don't overlook doing summertime bonfires. Night fishing is awesome. It's fun oh. to go fishing at night, go out on the boat and do That's some night actually, fishing. Night is when it, summertime night. We should do a whole. We should do a, a full episode on night fishing. We ought to go well, let's take go somebody. Tomorrow. We should take somebody that's never been. All right, next week. Let's go next week. Okay, for sure. we should take somebody that's never been, and and then do an episode. Mm. What do you think? Who wants it's to go? Coming. It's coming. It's coming. We're gonna do <laughs> that one. To go. So night fishing. That's another great one. Um, we talked about getting food. I love grabbing crawdads. Another great way. Summer activity, go gig some frogs. Oh, I uh, have done just this here three days. Season starts in three days yeah. on June thirtieth. Gigging frogs is fun and get you some tasty table fare. My friends and I, my birthday is July thirty first. Did I say that already? I did. So for all of you <laughs> out there, my birthday is coming up very soon. So July thirty first is my birthday, and when I'd have friends over, that's something we would do of an evening. We'd go out and we would frog gig, and. It kind of became a ritual every birthday for multiple years. We would go to the creek of the daytime, and then that night we would go frog gigging. And, oh man, it is just – it is so much fun not only to hang with your friends, to go to the ponds, to have that. It's kind of it's kind of nerve-wracking because you are in areas where there could be snakes, so there's that. And then you also have this, this challenge of catching this frog. Catching this frog before it jumps in – um and to do it with friends it's a blast if you if you have the opportunity to do it guys you need to go do it i feel like that might have to be a whole episode <laughs> let's do it let's, <laughs> let's go do it we need to go do some frog gigging we absolutely do it it is a great one fry up some frog legs like you're frying chicken and mm, that's mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. good eating too um for me i've mentioned before and i've mentioned in this episode i love baseball Oh, yeah. I love baseball. I love going to baseball games. Mm-hmm. It is America's pastime. Yep. The summer is such an awesome time just to go, whether you've got a minor league team or college team, whatever it is close, uh, there's collegiate summer teams, find some ball games to go to. Mm-hmm. Get you, Go get you a hot dog and a Coke and, and eat stuff that's terrible for you. Uh Oh, what's the stuff my kids like? Why can't I think of the name of it? Cotton candy. Cotton candy, yes. My kids go crazy for that stinking cotton candy. Crack peanuts and throw them on the ground. Whether you even watch the game or not, take your kids and your family out to a stinking ball game. It, it is such an enjoyable time. Yeah, summer's a great time for it. You're kicking off, like, when you say ball games, I think of the fair. You know, the our fair, city has yeah. fair. There's the state fair. Um plan on being price gouged <laughs> like it's crazy how much it costs to play a game these days but uh it is fun to at least take your kids one time you can get a foot long corn dog for a dollar an inch <laughs> yeah yeah it's expensive it really is you got to pay at the gate pay to park and then you got to pay to play yeah but maybe go you know save up some cash go one time the, the fair is is a good experience too uh, you know, we're coming up on 4th of July. 4th of July weekend is is coming up uh, just right after this this episode comes out. Find you a place to watch fireworks. You don't even have to spend money on There's them. There's so many free places. There's so, so many, many shows, whether it's a, a local church or cities, cities yeah. ballpark. Who, I mean, if you look around, look on Facebook, look at the, the calendar of events, you'll find fireworks show. 
kids love it. I mean, they're they're mesmerized by it. Just take them, watch. If you're comfortable, go buy some and, and shoot some off with them as well. Just make sure that everybody is obviously doing that safe because it can get dangerous in a hurry. You know, yard games are awesome. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every year, there's your staple games. You know, you've got horseshoes and uh, well, okay. cornhole. And Before cornhole, that cornhole's newer. It used to be badminton. Bad, We'd do yeah. badminton. We would play if, with that same net, maybe volleyball if the net was big enough, you know, and horseshoes. Yeah. That was like it. Now you've got like, well, lawn darts, the real ones. Yeah. Yeah, the sharp kind. But now today, there are so many ladder, this ladder toss and beanbag toss and cornhole. I mean, the list, there are so many in Walmart. Washers carries all the and yeah. washers carries them all. So like during your Fourth of July parties, pull it all out. Yeah. Like there's so many different activities to play out and there. And the reason I say to get these yard games out is they they some of them you can make. There's plans mm-hmm. online to make some of these games, but most of them are the sets are pretty affordable. But it encourages people to get up and do something. And some of the people that may be hanging in the garage or in the house, they may be pulled out. Hey, I need a teammate. It gets people out and actually doing something outdoors rather than just sitting around eating potato salad the whole time or sitting inside sitting inside (laughs) right like it it gets people out even if they're just coming out to watch the competitive game that that's going on but have some of these games so people are interacting getting outdoors um you will have a better party and a better time and people will remember it better if they're out interacting having fun laughing sharing memories yeah my my well you just you talk about fireworks you talk about the games that Brought up a memory. How about that hatchet toss we just got turned oh on? Oh my gosh, that that is one of the neatest <laughs> games. It's all plastic, nothing sharp, but it's tomahawk or it's hatchet throwing yeah. or axe throwing uh, and throwing an axe at a target. And the kits like ninety bucks, you can get a Bass Pro. So cool. Yeah. I, I recommend getting it. It's a fun challenge. Brian, you talked about fireworks though, and you talked about bass fishing, and I want to tell you. My uncle and I, Uncle Josh, we've been out on Table Rock Lake before, and we went before the 4th of July. And right now in June, June 30th leading up to, to July 4th, there it's like there's fireworks going on somewhere on that lake. And when you're going of an evening bass fishing, dude, you get like a 360 aerial view of like fireworks everywhere. It's unreal. It's unreal, especially around the 4th, maybe even a day after the 4th. There are so many different like... I don't know if they're businesses that are, are putting on this show, but if you can get on the lake, not only to watch the fireworks show on 4th of July, but to fish and see fireworks, it is so cool. I got to go out and try it. Yeah. It, being on the water watching fireworks is a great experience. I can remember, um, I guess it was in high school. I'm gonna, It's crazy that I'm getting old enough that I can't remember if it was college or high school. That's, yeah. That's weird <laughs> yeah. to even say. I'm going to say I was probably around a senior in high school playing a uh, a summer baseball tournament on the 4th of July and we were playing at night and it was like the movie Sandlot there was fireworks shows going on while we were playing and mm. our we had lights on the field but it was hard to even play because these huge fireworks were going off in every direction and here we are in this ball field but just a really cool memory like here I am playing a ball game with with these fireworks going on everywhere it's like yeah this America America. America. This, this is America right here. You know, I have a lot of fun memories of little things that my parents created and, and did for me. One of my favorites is turtle races. 
this time of year, people are seeing, you see all kinds of pictures of people posting their kids on Facebook with the box turtle that they caught. If you have neighbors or a couple of kids and you catch a couple of box turtles, it's so fun to race them. You could get a couple prizes and say, well, whatever turtle wins gets the gets the popsicle, whatever it may be, or maybe you get the axe throwing. Who knows what what prize level you want to go to, but just to do fun, creative things that are affordable, like grab a couple turtles, let them interact with the wildlife, let the turtles race. Um, it's just kind of fun, simple things that you can do, but create memories that literally will last a lifetime. I can remember being four years old and, and racing turtles. That's new for me. I, I've actually never done that. We've collected turtles and we've painted their shells to mark them, you know, to see if we can find them again. Yeah, don't but do that. Don't do that. We, you have to listen to our, our episode that we talked about there. Uh, don't do that. But we did, and we didn't race them. Um, so I've kind of missed out on that activity. I'm going to have to have a talk with my mom. Yeah. Because that sounds like fun. I'll talk to Elise if you yeah, need you to. Yeah, you too. Get her. <laughs> uh, we live in a kind of a rural area, and something I love to see and I love how excited the kids get about it. It's hay cutting season. People are cutting hay, putting hay up. There are a lot of activities that go along with farming. Mm-hmm. Um, in college, I did a lot of these in the summer, hauled hay, milked cows, those kinds of things, and have great memories and enjoy doing that. But when these kids, these young kids, get excited to go be with dad or grandpa in the field and do these farm things, I love seeing that because not only are they gaining experience in workplace knowledge, they're spending time with family, they're doing it in the outdoors, and they're getting good physical uh, activity too. So mm-hmm. just all those things together, you got four or five positives together of them going and, and helping on the farm, and these kids love it. it. It makes them happy. So if you have the opportunity to let your kids jump in and help, whether it's summer projects around the house or on your farm or send them away to grandma and grandpa's farm, please give them that opportunity to allow them to go do that. That. You know, I didn't think about the farm, but um, ponds. You can, and I have to be careful because some of them get so stinking hot in the summertime. But of an evening, boy, it was fun to swim in some of the ponds that didn't have the the cattle in them. Swimming in ponds, swimming in rivers and creeks, like it's just so much fun, man. We get, there is so much to do in the summer. You know, we were, before we made this podcast, Brian was like, "We need to do an out, outdoor activities," and I like came up with like two in my head. And, like, the more that we're doing this, guys, there is so much. If you just stop for a minute and think, there is so much that can be done in the summer, um, especially if you don't let that fear of the ticks, the fear of the mosquitoes, you know, come over you because you can control that for sure. Yeah. Ben, I have one. Really, this is, I guess, my last thing. There's so many other things to do outdoors, things that we've done that we forgot, things that we're overlooking. But mm-hmm. one lasting memory of, of an outdoor activity that, I really suggest that people go do, you know, your mom has 4th of July parties and they have this at those parties. I can remember uh, there was in my family, my grandfather actually built it and passed down. Uh, I don't know where it's at now. I I think one of my dad's siblings still has it, but was an ice cream maker, a Mm -hmm. homemade ice Mm -hmm. cream maker. Have people over for a gathering Get you a homemade ice cream maker, one that's not motorized, one that people have to crank the handle oh, on. Oh, boy. Get everybody involved. Wow, all in. And make some ice cream. Mm-hmm. Make some homemade ice cream. Make different flavors and have fun with it. Get that crank handle on that barrel going. Get all the kids involved. Everybody has to crank. If you're going to take a bite, then you need to crank the handle. It's just a fun way to get everybody involved and, and have a team effort and get to have something that you don't usually have because homemade ice cream is different. 
It is different than the ice cream you buy at the store. It's really good. You can get creative and, and mix your flavors. One thing I do want to say back on, I guess kind of the safety side, but really I, more hospitality than anything. If you are going to have people over for gatherings, 4th of July, yard games, homemade ice cream, all those things, kudos to you for encouraging people to come spend out time outdoors and offering up your space for that. Take that extra step and, and provide shade and water. Make sure that it's provided. If you need to go buy a couple canopies, they are so affordable anymore. You can just go down to Walmart and buy some shade canopies, but make sure that people have a way to to be outdoors but still have the shade and the water that they need to not only enjoy themselves but to be safe. You don't you don't want anybody getting sick or hurt on on your hands and your time. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean all those things, Brian, that's we could talk about safety on all of them. Use common sense, use sound judgment. Get out there. Man, stay hydrated is the number one th- to stay hydrated and you will have so much more fun and you will have You'll be so much more comfortable, too. And if you eat your homemade ice cream too fast, yeah. stick your tongue, tongue to the roof of your mouth. Did you guys know that? That's <laughs> When you get an ice cream headache, it's not the brain. It's the roof of your mouth that's cold, and you warm it up by sticking your tongue to the roof of your mouth. Press your tongue Good up job, there, Brian. and that will go, go away in a hurry. So, well, Ben, let's close with this. Share with me your favorite outdoor summertime memory that you had. I'm, I'll say as a kid, but it doesn't have to be as a kid. It can be in your life, summer, outdoor activity. It's a great time to be outdoors. I hope everybody's going to spend time outdoors. Let's hear your memory, Ben. Brian, that's a hard one. That's It's hard to just to share just one story, one memory. So I'm gonna, uh, it's, it's a few. Uh, I actually share my activities, the activities that I love the most. I love to bass fish of an evening in the summer. I love to do that. The fish come up shallow. I love it. I love to go to the creek, especially now that I've got kids and I can take them to the creek. I love that so much. It's so fun to do. I didn't have a swimming pool growing up. My wife did, and they still, my, my in-laws have that swimming pool today. So being able to to take my kids there and, and swim and cool down of an evening is just another awesome memory um, hanging out by the pool. So there's even so many more, but those those are probably my top three of truly bass fishing at the lake, creek, wading fishing and, and just swimming and playing and spending some time out at the at the pool you know my favorite memories I don't, I don't I'm not gonna say I have one in particular but growing up <clears throat> we didn't really go on vacations like right I see people going to to Florida or, or Mexico Myrtle or Beach or Myrtle Beach <laughs> yeah. what, whatever they are we didn't do that growing right. up our yeah, vacations yeah. were the lake to go camping yeah. at the lake and yeah. uh, it was great. I, I didn't know any different, and I don't care any different now. It was awesome. And my memories are of all those times, not only with my family, but when my friends' families would take me. Uh, I can remember I had a, a good friend, and we would always go down to Arkansas and, and camp in their camper. And we would wakeboard for half the day. And then in Arkansas, you can actually spearfish. And we would put our masks and snorkels and fins on and get our spears, and we would spearfish until we were so tired we couldn't swim anymore like <laughs> yeah. It, yeah just so much fun you didn't want to get out but your body just couldn't go anymore we used to go gar fishing like there there's just so many things that kids will make up on their own if you just let them go out and do it uh so many memories um some i could share <laughs> well yeah you just Others i probably can't you or should just reminded me of activities we didn't even talk about like riding sea dews and, and getting a boat and being pulled on on tubes yes. or skiing i mean there's just 
there are so many memories. There's so many things to yeah, do. Yeah, I had a, a I had a stand up jet ski that I used to ride the heck out of. I, yeah. There's. Did you wakeboard a little bit? We built wakeboard. Wakeboard. We built yeah. crawdad traps and right. would actually catch crawdads in the in the traps. Um, yeah, f- fishing, camping, trot lines. We'd set trot lines in the summer and catch catfish. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are there is a lot to do more than you could probably do in a whole summer. So maybe find something that you used to do as a kid and and just go out and experience it again, share it with your kids or your neighbor's kids, whatever it may be, find somebody to share it with. Or maybe we talked about something today that is new to you and give that a try. If we can be of help in any way, please reach out to us. We have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can reach out to us on any of those platforms. Our email is mtobeoutdoors at gmail.com. Another good way to stay up to up to date with the podcast and what we're doing is our podcast Q&A page on Facebook. And that's meant to be Outdoors Podcast Q&A. You can follow that on there as well. We appreciate everybody listening. Please hit the automatic download and subscribe button on whatever platform. If you would be so kind to take a minute to leave us a review on the platform you're listening on, that is so helpful to us. It helps us move up those charts so other people can find the podcast as well. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. Until that time, we hope that you spend some time outdoors. And as always, remember that you are meant to be outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.